Hi everyone, it's George and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about our thoughts on Soul. We'll also be talking about Burrow and the new uh, Disney Gallery Mandalorian episode. And the focus of this episode is going to be on the best and worst of Disney Plus in 2020. Um, so before we get into all of that, just want to do a big shout out to all of our supporters on Patreon and also on YouTube. So uh, members of the Goad membership and above include Bad Dog, Martin, Adam, Jeremy, Joshua, and also then on Patreon, we have got list. We got what's on Netflix, Lauren, The Juice, Darren, Chris, Jacob, Jamie, Andrew, and a huge thank you to Sarah at the uh, executive producer section. Again, all of your support really does make a big difference. It's helped the podcast continue to grow and just gonna uh you know it just it just make a massive difference in making sure that this podcast can continue so let's jump into it i hope you all had a fantastic christmas um i hope you're all safe so, like hopefully you got some nice stuff i mean i just happened to be my lovely wife got me this massive batwing lego set so i'm gonna Very be busy nice. a bit later on um so yeah hopefully you've all had a really nice christmas and you know the nice thing as well is you know we had a brand new movie to watch soul um, and also you had Wonder Woman. Uh, we haven't, we didn't get that over here in the UK. Um, but yeah, so let's jump into Soul. So I saw this one um, a couple of weeks ago, but I know James hasn't. So James, what did you think of Soul? I loved it. I was, it was really well done. Um, the, I have to admit, the first, I don't know, five to ten minutes, I w- wasn't really feeling it. It started very slow. It was definitely not like up or something like that. But then when it actually picked up, I was like okay this is really good um i will say and i think you said this last week too um it's definitely geared towards adults mm-hmm. um not in the sense that it's it's mature or violent or anything like that but i think the target target on is adults because a lot of the stuff that it it goes into it are things that kids aren't even going to care about yet at all it's very existential in that i think kids will enjoy um, you know, when, when he possesses the cat body yeah. and, and uh, his body is possessed by a different spirit, that was all, you know, fun hijinks kind of stuff. Nothing you haven't like seen before, the, but entertaining. Yeah, it was like, I, I remember saying this last, last week, I think it was, was that the, the kids section needed that. I think the kids needed it to kind of give mm-hmm. the kids something a bit more. Because I've seen a few people say this on the Facebook group of the kids were getting bored. Mm-hmm. Um, kids were... Um, you know, weren't kind of digging it. And lots of lots of people saying how great it is. Um, but primarily it seems to be older people kind of saying, whereas the kids, it's going to be difficult. Um, so I don't know if this was the right move um, for doing Disney Plus where get to a large audience and get the word out about this movie. But, you know, I thought, I thought it was really great. I thought it was a really lovely story. But the story about, you know, making the most of your life and, you know, the, the purpose of your life and why you're here... I just don't think a seven-year-old is going to get, get, get no. that. Um, no, I, I have to agree. So, like, in terms of can I sit this uh, in front of my nieces and nephews? Can 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 they watch it? Um, honestly, I'd probably put something – I'd put Inside Out on. Very similar story, but much more geared towards kid. Um, but this is a very good movie if you want to watch it with your – your siblings or your parents or something like that. Very good holiday fare in that regard. This is kind of like the opposite of what we normally get from Pixar. Though. Normally they're kid focused movies that have things for adults. So we don't get bored. This is very much the other way around. They're, 
this is for adults and then you've got you know the cat silly, yeah, and, silly stuff and, in and, and stuff <laughs> like that it's very colorful very pretty yeah. the music's really good but yeah this is it's not how to train your dragon it's not uh pretty much anything toy story bugs life any of that um and i think it's yeah, I was going to Go say ahead. in some way, um, Pixar kind of got a little bit of hate recently about some of their movies becoming a bit too generic, a bit too like kid focused, you know, and they weren't as good as they used to be. You know, things like Finding Dory and the Cars movies and The Incredibles were all kind of like, yeah, you know, and then this kind of feels like, you know, like they said, they, they got their they got their groove back. Um, yeah, well, th- there was certainly a feelings of like early 2000s um, uh, Disney going on there where rather than creating new stories that we really wanted to see, they were going back and doing Incredibles 2, Finding Nemo 2, Car, uh, Cars 3, that would be a little bit earlier, Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4, I've said it plenty of times, yeah. it was a perfectly fine movie that we didn't need at all. You know, and that yeah. that's really been the feeling for Pixar, but between this and um well yesterday um we we watched coco again because it was on bbc on christmas day that was the main christmas day movie over here was coco watched it again i loved it i love that movie and again i kind of in some ways watching it again yesterday kind of reminded me of that thing of with soul of that of saying something completely different telling a different story and something that was fresh and so kind of had it had aspects of stuff that you had seen before i mean the whole but at the same time, it did it in a different way, and I, I was really impressed with Solo. Um, it was it was definitely as a top tier movie. Well, I think one of the one of the best movies of 2020. Yeah, and it's it doesn't exactly go the way you expect it to. Like the destination is pretty much what you expect, but the route, uh, it it takes some turns that you may not guess at, which works in its favor. But it is kind of a an interesting mashup of say like Inside Out and Coco, um, but that undersells it quite a bit with that kind of description yeah no i, I thought it was a, I, I thought it was a fantastic movie i'm glad it did kind of get released this year and get a disney plus and kind of you know be the christmas movie of i mean i i thought the whole thing of like wonder woman versus soul was such a in some way a, a ridiculous idea because they were so different so different audiences and ultimately most people probably had time to watch both <laughs> so it really, yeah. and and you know it's that the price difference and stuff was so different but i'm, I'm glad they went with it the way it went um, I'm really glad everyone's been able. You know, generally, I think there's been a, a lot of a lot of buzz around sort of soul, and I think them releasing it on Christmas Day was was a really good idea. Um, and I think it's really kind of it was like you know they were able to kind of make the whole of the month about Disney Plus about this movie. You know, we had it on planes on the TV or everything you went by. You you know you saw these adverts of of soul as a way of pushing Disney plus. And I think it did exactly what we hope it done when they bring out the numbers. If I had to level a complaint, um, I would probably say it would have been nice to have it on Christmas Eve. Cause I know a lot of families really start Christmas on Christmas Eve and Christmas Eve night is often, um, you know, the, the sit by the fire and, and watch some heartwarming movie. And this would have been nice for yeah. that too. Yeah. We watched, um, Elf. we watched Elf this year. Uh, I ended up watching um, Claws on Netflix, which I only oh, yeah. had just found about, but I guess it came out last year, and that was yeah. excellent. That was a fantastic. Yeah, I haven't movie. seen that one yet. I mean, it's I, kind of thing as well of you know, and there's so many movies out, there's so many, and it's one of those weird, really weird things. Like you can, 
sometimes they're like they're, you know they'll put to eat movies on tv and it's like you've seen them before but you end up sitting there watching them uh, <laughs> just, yeah um but yeah so that was so what about borrow what did you think of borrow borrow was cute i enjoyed that um I think both of us have been through like the, the new home process a few times yeah. here. Yeah. I, I mean, just in the, the span of the podcast, we've, we've both moved at least once. Yeah. Um, and if you go back to Diz Kingdom, I've moved mm-hmm. like three times yeah. and you've moved like three yeah. times. Yeah. And so Burrow was very much like, Oh yeah, I understand this process where you're like this yeah. time it's the dream home, but then you see your neighbors and you're like, Oh, well, this is not, not quite as great as the neighbors. And yeah, it, I enjoyed it. Yeah. let's leave it at that the things that i what i really loved about it is the 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 animation style is so traditional and so loving and it kind of gave me that christmas vibe because it's the kind of movies or shows that we would when you were growing up if i you know we'd see on channel four or something like that it was at or on the bbc and it kind of had that vibe to it of like being very traditional and i really like that from Pixar. it's not what you tend to think of with pixar of that um and I thought it did a very good. It, I remember watching. I watched it twice, and just like, a, I was a real just nice, nice um, traditional sh- short, and I really enjoyed it. It didn't. So I always tend to think of of Spark shorts as something that's like pushing boundaries, and this didn't feel like that. This didn't feel like it was pushing any boundaries, pushing anything different. But it obviously gave it a new member, a new somebody new, an opportunity, which I think the Disney would be a, sh- a shame if they didn't do anything with. But it felt very traditional, but it didn't feel like a spot short. Yeah, so first thought, um, it reminded me a lot of the old classic Winnie the Pooh yeah. uh, animations. Like the style is very similar. The color mm-hmm. palette's very similar. A little bit Wind in the Willows as well, yeah. uh, going way back. Uh, you mentioned the creator of this. I, I looked them up on IMDb. They'd mm-hmm. actually done a YouTube video mm-hmm. a number of years ago that's done the rounds a few times and is really good. It's a, uh, a pet owner comes home and he's just exhausted and can't take care of his dog properly. And so the dog ends up cooking him an omelet. Uh, it's called omelet. It's really yeah. adorable. And when I, when I saw that they were connected, it's like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I really hope this, that this director gets a lot more work, either Pixar or Disney, or if they're not going to do it, then one of the other companies should yeah. pick them up. Cause they, they do very cute work. Mm. But yeah, it just—it was kind of one of those things. It, 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 but you see what I mean with the with the spark short thing? It didn't kind of it didn't push the boundaries the same way. That's true. It, it was a a safe. Uh, uh, they've had a couple of spark shorts that were safe, but definitely when you think about it, you're thinking more like uh, Pearl or. Well, um, I mean, you know, you had Pearl was um, about. Sexism. That's you last know, you year. Had, but... Yeah, and then you had like Kickball, which was about um, you know a dog mm-hmm. dog fighting, and then we had Out, and then we've had like Floats and what was the loop. other one? A uh, Loop that were about you know autism, and then we, you know, and then we had Wind, which was about sort of what was it a racial about? I think oh my, my migration, that's what it was about. You know, and this one didn't kind of have that same feel but i i don't know i, I think it's a, a credit i think it's something everyone should check out if you've got disney plus and um, it's only a it's only a few minutes long so it's yeah. it's you're not committing to much if you decide you yeah. don't like it but i yeah, think you'll like it um we also had a new episode of disney gallery the mandalorian um yeah it's in the second so you have to go into the original one and it's in the second uh season they've kind of added in because i think some people were trying to it was a little bit of messy for some people when it launched um i know you didn't yeah 
It, it's odd because it has a banner. They, they put it on the, the top banner. But if you go to like what's new on Disney Plus, it's not there at all. Well, and even clicking like, on the banner yeah. only takes you to season one. Yeah, you kind of have to go in and find. Um, I watched it last night. Um, in so it, it felt a little bit more like a um, like a very long like making of. I know that's what it is, but the essence of what the first season was because they didn't do any of the the roundtable stuff because obviously they didn't film any of it because of COVID because they literally just shut down filming what like two weeks before. Um, it kind of all started kicking off. So in one way, it's much more of a traditional making of behind the scenes, but in some ways it kind of works for its best because it manages to go through all of the episodes in one foul swoop. I feel like I learned a little bit. A lot of it was kind of similar, but I kind of got the same vibe. I mean, I liked the pod. I liked the best thing I liked about the gallery was the, sitting around talking i didn't really like all of the um like the youtube featurette stuff so it kind of was quite nice to get all that in one foul swoop and they only spent maybe five minutes on each um episode and yeah it was fine i'm glad they did it i'm glad that they they obviously had bits of it and they know that they're not going to be able to get them all back together because they're all busy working on season three in the boba fett series so they kind of yeah, I, I'm glad they did it. I'm, and I'm also glad that they got it out straight away because the Gallery of the Mandalorian, they waited like nearly six months before that one came out. And this was, you know, get it out now while, the, while, the, while everyone's enjoyed it. Well, I don't think they were planning on doing the gallery in the first place for the first Mandalorian. It was yeah. kind of a we need content desperate effort to, to get stuff on Disney Plus at that point. Um, I have not watched this one yet. I look forward to seeing it this weekend. I love behind the scenes stuff. I like both the anecdotes you know the the round table kind of things but i also like just footage of what's going on behind the uh behind yeah. the scenes and and seeing you know directors talking to actors and puppeteers and all that fun stuff yeah it's lo- loads of stuff in there um definitely worth checking out i mean the fact that you only get the one episode is much easier to call, jump into right so that was all of um this kind of week's new releases um next i think next christmas it's on christmas eve so Everyone, we have that um, option for the Friday drop will be um, will be Christmas Eve next year. So let's now shift gears and let's talk now about the best and worst of 2020 in terms of Disney Plus. Now, 2020 has been a very different year, a very hard year for many. It's also been, I think, essentially, it has had a big impact on Disney Plus in terms of it slowed down a lot. You know, we saw. Falcon and the Winter Soldier completely delayed. Uh, we're not going to be getting it till um, March, so at least we are getting it. But and it also focused Disney and that they had to, in some way, go out and buy other movies. Um, I mean, you think I think things like Clouds and Black Beauty probably wouldn't have been on Disney Plus had COVID not happened. They might have got it, but um, it feels like those were kind of things that they picked up extra because they needed to fill in the gap. And I think that actually helped Disney Plus grow in the picking up content like this that um, wasn't made by them. Um, but yeah, I think, so let's go through some of our highlights. We're going to, let's start off with it. Let's start off with the, with the more fun ones, the ones that we didn't like, because I think, you know, and then we'll leave on a high. <laughs> um, so and what, honestly, there yeah. won't be that many on the, on the bad side either. No, no. The thing is as well, is there's a kind of thing for me of, I don't necessarily think of it as bad in terms of, well, like, there was a few things I watched which we'll go into what I did I found boring. But there was a lot of stuff which was just very average. Um 
that I kind of was like, yeah, okay. There was nothing wrong with it, but it didn't blow my socks off. But there was a few things I just didn't enjoy watching. So See, you know, I was, was going to say the exact same thing. Like there's only one item on the list for me where I'm just like, no, this was terrible. Never, ever show this to me again. And the rest of the stuff, I'm just like, eh, I could yeah. take it or leave it. If, if, it, if someone wanted to watch it, I wouldn't, I, I'd watch it with them. But yeah. there's one item. There, okay, there's we'll go, one go where it. I'd be like, you're on your own. And I think we both agree on this one. Which one is it for you then? This is Timmy Failure. Yeah, he was, that, was, yeah that was definitely on my ones. Um, it, what, a, what a disappointing movie that was. That was such a, like, oh, is that it? It had, it had like hints of goodness and then it just squandered them all. It's, the character, the main character is just completely unlikable. And it's not even really his fault too. They hinted at it in the movie that he's got this trauma in his past, having yeah. to do with his dad. Like his dad, we don't know what happened to the dad, but he left at some point. Uh, whether he left or he died, I don't even think that's that's covered. Yeah. But this kid is clearly not coping with it at all. Like he he cannot handle this and nobody's helping him at all. And he's just acting out in all these ways. And we're supposed to be like, oh, it's so cute. He thinks he's got this gorilla or whatever it is. And oh, he, oh that, you're right, the polar bear. <laughs> and... and Oh, he's gonna go on a jaunt on the on the uh, on the dam, and and it's gonna be hilarious. And I'm like, no, this is this is awful. You, yeah, this kid needs help, and you've, you've even because, got like, yeah. Because I remember at the time, I was just going, the teacher's not doing anything bad. The teacher's trying his day. The teacher was really trying to help him, and it got to the point of like the you know the kid was traumatizing him to the point where the you know the teacher was just like, I can't deal with this kid anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. I mean that's the common trope in these stories is you've got the evil teacher who's evil for no apparent reason and just has it out for this kid and like oh okay well that's going to be sean wallace because that's that's Mm -hmm. kind of the role he he pops into and like wait no i actually really sympathize with this guy this is he's in a really tough situation the kid just will not accept his help yeah yeah it was a very strange little movie um it's i think the tone and again it's interesting because after february i have not seen one tweet or f- I know Facebook, you know I mean? We're, gonna, we're close to 150,000 members. And, and I don't think I have seen a mention of Timmy Failure since it came out, you know, and, you know, no one said, Oh, you know, it's like, no one, no one mentions it. No one, every, it just completely got forgotten off. Of it. And it was a very, cause it could have been a franchise, but they, they just, it just got lost. The, the, the characters just didn't connect with people very much. Yeah. And, and honestly, if it hadn't come out like at the beginning of the year, mm. right when things were just starting to slow down, not just yeah. in the world, but Disney Plus was in yeah. a drought at this point. Mandalorian was done. Mm. We had nothing on the radar for a while. If it hadn't come out in that period, I think we would have just blown it off completely. We would have mm. just been like, I watched 15 minutes of it and it's awful. We're not going to talk about it any further than that. We, But it was like the only thing we had for like a four-week yeah, stretch. I think, I think it's like now, now where we're getting sort of in a different situation when we get something fresh pretty much every week um we're back you know back in february you know we were straight off the high of mandalorian and nothing was filling in that gap um and that kind of builds in with a movie that came just like a couple of weeks later which for me was stargirl which i was so bored Um, see i i didn't even watch stargirl (laughs) i just found that that movie it was uh it was the only movie i think during the year where i was checking my watch to see how long we had left and i think my wife was like i said well, i've got to just watch i've got to watch the rest of it i've got like half and i just 
I just didn't like it. It just, it was so slow and plodding and uh, yeah, I just really didn't enjoy it. It was the, it was those two movies of just like, oh, just like, oh, I really just didn't like it. And it, 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 it was a shame because we were right at that point where like Disney Plus kind of needed something because we were getting all the, we were in that zone where we were getting, I think we were just starting to get like the Love Victor and the High Fidelity and the Lizzie McGuire stuff was all firing up about Disney Plus being too kid friendly and didn't have anything juicy for anybody. And like these two movies kind of hit at the, roughly about the same time. And like, come on guys, you gotta, you know, we had, we need something here. <laughs> it was just like, um, it was, yeah, it was a bit of a, a bit, a bit of a rough spot, but those two movies definitely stood out to me as being the worst movies of the year. Yeah. I, I didn't have to watch star girl to know that it wasn't going to work for me. Um, even though we were in a content drought mm. when it came out, I was like, I'm not watching this. I, I cannot sit through this um, for people who've been watching recently. It, the original reasoning was in the same line as Godmothered. Um, this just looks really cringy intentionally, but yeah. cringy and I can't sit through it. And as it turned out, it's just like, Nope, this is about the most generic movie you could possibly imagine. And I have to <laughs> have to assume that part of it was also that they launched it at the same time that DC universe launched their star girl oh, show, yeah. which is completely unrelated. And I'm, Part of me is just like, you know, the only reason Disney did this was to confuse social media. Stargirl's trending. Oh, wait, no, not, not that Stargirl. The other yeah. Stargirl. The good Stargirl. Actually, I don't know if the DC one was any good or not, but yeah, I'll assume so it was. Just, just looking here at some of the other releases. Um, so something else which just popped up, it's a dog's life. Um, a series which probably for some kids enjoyed it. I remember for me, I, really, I, I couldn't complete the series. I, I really found that one to be... Um, the tone was all over the place. It was, it, it, it just felt like you're watching a Disney Channel kids advert. And it was a very, I just remember at the time being that one was like, a, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get this show. I don't get it. It was a, it was a, it's a shame really because it, it could have been something and they were dropping it weekly. They were trying desperately. They thought they had something, but I don't know what they did. Well, it was also coming out before they'd really started to establish whether they were going to do weekly drops or, mm. um, full package drops on on smaller shows so i don't know if they really thought that this was going to be like their flagship title for that time period when it was yeah. dropping or if they were still just like no everything's weekly everything's weekly because that it was after this that stuff yeah. started to, to they're just like this isn't a big release let's just drop what? all of it I mean, yeah, it was kind of like one of the la they did that one back in May, and that was kind of like because prop culture was like the first season drop, wasn't it? Because that was around, that was the beginning of May, and you know they they kind of jumped on that, and then I can it's only really been I think the Disney the Magic Kingdom documentary series that kind of went weekly, which kind of made a little more sense of that one. But so they were changing around with the setting, but that was one that definitely sort of stood out. Um, another one I didn't really like for me personally was becoming. Um, and that was, I don't necessarily think because the show was bad, because I think it was very, the episodes I saw were very well done. It was just the people that they had on it, um, had, I had no interest. I had, didn't really know who they were. It was one of those kind of series of going, yeah, this is this you know, a load of American sports stars. And like, it, it wasn't, and I said at the time, cause I'm a, it wasn't a very internationally friendly show because the, the celebrity guests were very like kind of low end American and it just like, it didn't. So therefore 
instantly when I looked at the list again, I don't know who these people are, so I'm not really not interested in them. But then the episodes I watched were very well done. So it wasn't like, oh, this, it's not like I'm sitting there going, that it was the worst of the year. It's just like, it wasn't for me. And there's, right. there's, there's nothing wrong with it, but it just didn't, didn't, didn't. And I was I kind of, yeah, I, I would put it on my list as being some one of the worst ones because I didn't like who they were. Yeah. So this, we, we've moved out of the worst category yeah. and into just like, these aren't living up to expectations or the, or they're at best boring. Uh, yeah. Like becoming isn't on my list, but it could easily could have been on my list. Um, the one with the kid who was on the Lion King Broadway was really, yeah. really well done. And it was mm-hmm. a fascinating episode about just how much hard work goes into all of these things. But the one uh, there was a country singer and I was just like, so this entire episode is just you your father was a music producer and you grew up with music and now you're a musician and you, uh, one, and you were a one hit wonder <laughs> congrats yeah. you know yeah it was, i mean still yeah. i mean you, it's great that they had that success but it's like you, your story of becoming is literally you were born into a music producing family because i remember watching the ashley tisdale one and i was kind of i didn't really know much about her and I remember watching, oh, okay, that I can't, and I enjoyed that episode. And then I watched one about the Gronk, and I didn't like him. <laughs> Gronkowski, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was like, I'd seen him in WrestleMania, and I didn't, and it was like, okay, you're a footballer, you're a jock, okay, fine, whatever. Um, moving well, on for so, yeah. I, I was going to attach on to that. Since we're talking about um, shows where it's like you look at the celebrity lineup and you're like, couldn't you get anyone better? I'm going to throw in Earth to Ned. Because, um, yeah, the the idea of it's kind of interesting. Are we got the execution dropping on Friday? I'm I'm good, thanks. <laughs> the uh, the execution was acceptable. I didn't really like the main hook of it in the end, but it had decent production values, and I could see how it could become a good show. But then you look at the lineup for the first season, and and heck, for for season two or one point five, you like you couldn't have gotten anyone else <laughs> yeah the trouble is i think it's like the same thing with me i mean i watched about half of earth to ned and i'm it's coming back this week and i'm like okay um i might i might check out an episode or two but again very well made great idea but again the, i remember watching some of them going well who i don't know who these are or when they and they were Again, it, I don't know. It was a bit of an odd series. I and I don't. This is again. I didn't want to put. I didn't really put it on my worst list. That was very much kind of like in the middle of just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, yeah. It, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't really jump to mind of going. Oh, that was the one of the worst because it's like I could. Res- I, I had a bit of respect for ha- for for it in terms mm-hmm. of it was it was very well done, very well made, and it had a thing, but it wasn't. It wasn't for me. And I did. I was kind of in that same thing as becoming, where it was like, yeah, just, the guest lineup was just didn't work for me. The other thing about it that didn't really work for me was they tried to separate it out from other talk shows by having the gimmick where the the people who came on would teach Ned about something that happens on yeah. Earth. Like I know they did the Gina Carano episode, and they, mm-hmm. they talked about like um, her rise as a female athlete, things like that. And it's just like, no, this gimmick just isn't working because you're you're not talking about things that you, you would go to a talk show to, to listen about. Like I can find out about the history of these people pretty easily. Most of them are pretty well documented. You're, you're supposed to go on to a talk show to 
sell their upcoming product. Like well, that, well, that in some ways, what the f- they tried to turn this into an evergreen show, right? Rather than be a news, you know, you know, when I watch like Jonathan Ross, you know, they go on there and they sh- they tell you about the thing of now, and they make jokes about the stuff that's happened this week, and it's a very topical thing, but it doesn't have very long long life. And I think with after Ned, they try to try to make it evergreen, and in some ways, it loses what a talk show is because they've kind of they they're not talking about anything, and I think that's where it was just. And it's like you know, we're coming up this week, you know, I'm it's like okay, so we got like ten episodes dropping, I'll check it out, but it, it there's no buzz around this the the series returning. Yeah, they could very okay. So I don't know how difficult it is for them to make a single episode. I don't know if if it's well, a, a multi week process or something they could kind of turn around. Well, apparently, after uh, then the interview with the creator uh, Brian Henson, he said they can only do like ten minutes with the Ned at any one time before they have to stop. They can only film it like small bits because of exhaustion from the puppeteers and stuff. Because of the, so they can only right. they have to do it in you know it takes a lot of time to get that interview out, you know, if it's, you know, so it's, it's quite a, a labor intensive. I mean, I still think that is a very impressive setup. And in some ways it's like, you know, you spent all this money creating it, you know, you, you know, if you could tweak it, um, this could be a really, you know, maybe turn it into a half hour show and do it weekly, you know, do something with yeah. it. Um, you know, that would be kind of cool. I've, there's definitely something to it that needs a little bit of tweaking. There is, uh, an availability on Disney Plus for a weekly, like news bite show, and <laughs> the Disney Insider, <laughs> like the Disney Insider, but with actual content. Uh, yeah, no, they they could do you know fluff pieces, but they could also do you know when the parks reopen. Uh, yeah, you know, this week the gondolas have started operating. Yeah. I, I know that that's yeah that's history at this point, but just as a, like a news, you can get a, a Disney yeah. update news. That's not the Disney insider because that, that, that was, was a weird one. That was a, such a weird show because it's like, it was, it, I thought it was, a, it was a really good concept. Of course, and COVID hit and then the release schedule got throughout the window and like, you could tell the entire show just kind of went, um, we so we're going to talk about Mulan now, which yeah. we, just announced has actually been pushed <laughs> back like five months. Yeah, but, it's, and I don't know, it's been, maybe the numbers weren't pulling it in and they just decided, to, but yeah, everything they filmed, everything they did was just, that was just, I, I really do think of the insider was, was the COVID kind of, it just, it you know, they were changing the, the schedule so much that it they just couldn't do it. It just wasn't working. It it makes so much more sense for them. You know, it's like, after Ned is out this week, do an episode of the Disney insider talking about this week about it you know it but they have to everything had to be online in order for it to kind of click into place um it's really sure because they kind of flipped from that now of course they're doing their they're doing like um what's up disney plus on youtube and you know they kind of moved all of them all on there to, rather than putting it on disney plus so they are doing stuff but um yeah the disney insider is one of those i didn't even put it on the worst list because it's like it wasn't worse it wasn't bad it just was Unfortunately, it was, a, it was it was a mistake. It just wasn't going to work with COVID. It was a casualty. It, yeah. it, it no fault of its own, and that that's true of a couple other items here. But we can talk about one that's yeah. uh, not a casualty. That, in fact, one that got more spotlight because of COVID, and we needed content. Um, and we're going to talk about the big fib. Well, actually, as you balance, I was kind of going to lob three things in here at once. All right, was ahead. the the big fib 
shot class and be our guest because I kind of felt the same with all three of them and it was the kind of thing of like the problem I found with all of this was they it's like you know a game show you know we have game shows over here all the time we know at five o'clock at night both our main tv channels flip to a game show and you watch it night after night after night after night um and game shows are kind of one of those it's a, a thing that it goes on and can, it's a cheap tv to show and it can they can do episode after episode after episode and disney kind of tried to do it with free shows this year and I, and the trouble is to the biggest problem i think they made was they went so kid kid friendly that they would alienate any adult watching it because it was just too it was just a disney channel game show and well, it i mean the contestants were kids so it's, yeah but they it was like they became like a, it, the tone was just it, you know i mean you're watching something like shop classes like if you changed kids to an adult that could have been on at eight o'clock at night on the bbc if they if had they had a presenter that had a bit of um, charisma, but also um, if they the, the the actual thing they were doing was was a fine enough idea that they could do that at anyone. You know that was you know not much off the Great British Bake Off. You know they, they, they what they were doing, but the presenters were just ra- even the, or even the one with the the, the BR chef was just like these this completely just out of. I don't know what they, you know, it's like, we just need someone that's been on television before. Grab somebody. <laughs> so I, think, I, I, I don't include Be Our Chef and I don't include Shop Class. Uh, I do include Big Fib, but, uh, but I get what you're saying on those as well. Shop Class, well, okay. So both Shop Class and Be Our Chef really would have benefited from being much, much shorter because uh, so much of each episode is dedicated to... Um, telling us about the kids, which is fair enough. The kids should get their moment in the sun. You know, this is something that they're going to remember for the rest of their life. And they should, they should have that little clip on TV of them talking about whatever their creation is or what motivates them. But at the same time for the, for everyone else who's watching it's just like, I just want to see what they baked. I, I, I just want to see the end result. <laughs> usually, usually it's kind of like, hello, who are you? Where are you from? What do you do for a living? And that's kind of like the, you know, right, done and dust, done and dust is about twenty seconds, and then they move on. Um, and yeah, it, it's just, it was a shame because again, we were in that kind of weekly drop for these kind of shows, and you know they they, they put they spent you could say they spent the money on the set and all the rest of it, but it, it's like Disney Plus was trying to find its, you know, twenty twenty feels a bit like Disney Plus creators were there going right, let's throw that against the wall, we'll throw everything we've got at the wall and see what sticks see what people react to what do people want what do people like uh we need to get kind of get a gist of what our subscribers are interested in um you know we've had we've not had a peep out of any of them about you know second seasons or returning shows or anything like that um and i mean during the investors day and all that you know we've heard we heard nothing about like what i would call generic you know the documentary style, the the reality TV show. We we they only focus on drama, because I think they realise that people want to watch drama. They, this filler stuff doesn't sell the same way. I mean, I can tell from my own statistics that the interest in these kind of shows, which the majority of 2020 has been, wasn't there. You know, it, it's and these kind of shows are filler, and there's nothing wrong with putting them in, and there's having that variety, but there was too much of 
and everything that people wanted was more well they wanted more drama 2021 is looking really good for that you know we've we've got lots more coming in but 2020 that when they were coming up with the idea of disney plus and planning for for that first year when you took all of that away we were just left with so much filler yeah and i think they also kind of miscalculated on the audiences for these Mm. I think they really expected that some kids would really be interested in seeing, oh, these are kids and they're, they're making um, uh, one of those outdoor libraries, you know, a sharing library uh, and, mm. or uh, we're going to make, you know, little, um, what did they make that first time? The grilled cheese sandwich kind of mashup thing that they did in one of the chef episodes. Like, but kids aren't, super interested in that mm. and adults don't really want to watch kids doing it unless the kids really screw it up like yeah. that the entertainment is watching them <laughs> screw it up um if they had done this with adults like you you suggested mm. it might have been a different story and i still think that like for br chef mm. if they had done it as a um design an item that could be sold in the park that you mm. as a consumer could go and get like, from like, like master chef something like that and kind of yeah yeah high-end it uh, you know, you go to um, the Jolly Holiday mm. restaurant at Disneyland and and they have your special, um, I don't know, croquette mm. or something like that, that you, and you can have it. Uh, so you're not looking for the super fine dining. You're not looking for the, make sure the parsley is turned at just the right angle and with the drizzle on top or whatever. No, you're looking for something uh, that yeah, would like be a comfort food at the park. It's sort of like cake. You know, there is that whole thing of like, that whole show could have been twisted to be, entertaining for the whole family and for adults but again they just they just went too like too much like it was a show on the disney channel and i think it it didn't it, it's like it was maybe a little too grown up for kids to watch because kids would be like i'm not watching a cookery show i don't know i mean it'd be, it's so interesting to see what the viewing figures for all of these shows would like and compare you know i you know, I mean, Disney would never release it, but you know, like, a, well, we can actually go, no, that was a real flop. <laughs> that was just like, you know, we know, you know, and that's, that's ultimately the thing of, you know, you can see what people generate, what generates interest. And it'd be interesting to see how all those came in. Because again, it's like those shows, they were very well made. They, you know, they, but they just, the concept, they, they were missing something. And, and I, you know, there's there's lots of there's a lot of great stuff that arrived on Disney Plus, but there there was a lot of stuff that was just like, okay, we we lost. And I feel like you know, had we had Love Victor and High Fidelity dropping throughout the, the that period, that sort of you know, during the spring and the summer, it would have really helped had had that on there, you know. And I think you know, we're looking back on it now. Of, I'm sure now, if that would if it was roles were reversed and we had. If they were releasing those shows now, we wouldn't even they would they would have just probably just dropped and you wouldn't even know about it. Because the problems that we had back in January and February it's, are it's feel like they're a long way away now. Not that far away, honestly. Twenty twenty has been a long year. Twenty twenty has been a long decade. Um it it's it it was the combination of COVID plus we the, there was already gonna be a content drought after Mandalorian. It wouldn't yeah. have gone as long as it was, but we were already like, we don't know when WandaVision is coming. We don't know when Falcon and the Winter Soldier is coming. We don't know what the next big thing after Mandalorian is. And then of course, COVID just made it worse. So let's shift gear. Let's, let's move away from, from, from anything else from the worst list. Um, that caught, uh, caught your eyes. Uh, 
I could probably drop in like Magic Camp or something like that. But again, we're talking well, like it was it was utterly mediocre. It, so putting it on like the worst list yeah, is. Yeah, I, I was. I enjoyed it. It was fine. It was fine for what it was. And that's and that's that's fine. I just found yeah. it incredibly yeah. boring. But but even so, if it if someone wanted to watch it, I'd be like, yeah, sure, I'll watch it with you. No problem. Yeah, it was. It, I, I, I mean, there was a reason why it got canned and put on the shelf for two years and had not even a week's promotion for it. It was just like, um, you know, and it, I just oh no, they've just dropped it into the press release. It's coming on this date. Not we didn't get a trailer till like two days before. It's like, and even I'm like, and I watched them. They could have given it something it wasn't that bad <laughs> they didn't even give it key art it didn't have a theatrical poster you know not even a digital one like okay yeah i don't expect to see to to see it in the bin at target or whatever but they did a, they literally it was like three days before it came out right like, and it was like and i remember watching going, it wasn't that bad i mean it was it was it was, it, it was mediocre it yeah. it was utterly average um and it disappeared the week after it came out i mean yeah. there was that no, yeah. Okay, so let's let's shift now to the, the, the positives. Um, so what was some of your highlights of twenty? Can we start with the most obvious one, the one that just finished? The, oh, uh, one day at Disney. Yeah. yeah, that one. Yeah, one day at Disney. Um, and Jeff Goldblum. I know that started in twenty nineteen, but we have to include now. Uh, Mandalorian. Mandalorian season yeah. two. That that was the highlight of the year i don't think mm. anyone would be surprised so we're not going to hold that to the end of the list like no. are we going to forget about me of course not no no mando mando was i mean and it was kind of one of those things of it felt a very different place with with the second season to that first season because the first season was everyone just you know hyped up on the baby yoda means and kind of oh this is things are great and this oh it's fantastic and but we're all like leading up to like um Rise of Skywalker, and there's this whole kind of buzz around the Mandalorian and excitement around Disney Plus. But the problem is, as well, of it wasn't out in a lot of places yet. It was only out, you know, like over here in the UK, it wasn't even out. I mean, you know, I was watching it through Disney Plus through like VPNs and stuff. Whereas, like, now we didn't need to. And that for me over here, the second season was so much different because my friends and family were watching it at the same time. You know, my dad and mum were like talking, we're talking about, you know, and then. That made a big difference, but also the second season was just, just hitting. It was just hitting for. I mean, we didn't have a a, a, t- a drop in. I mean, every episode was doing something, was moving the story forward. I mean, everyone was like, "Oh, it's just a, a few people like, oh, it's a filler episode of Monster of the Week." It was like, yeah, but even that was, you know, very expensive. You know, the budget was. You know, we kept waiting for that cheap episode, and it never arrived. Yeah, no, I, I've said this multiple times. When we got that first episode with the crate dragon fight, I was like, they just spent their entire budget. The rest of the season is is never going to live up to that, and they, and they did. Every single episode had something in it where you're like, wow, they spent like the entire first season budget on just that, and and there were eight episodes, and they just escalated and escalated, and it was, it was everything that I wanted from the the sequel season, mm-hmm. and then. Also, to have them actually draw a proper ending on it. We already knew season three was coming. Uh, so they very easily could have just been, okay, we're going to draw this out a little bit longer. We're going we're gonna to play the lost game and, and, keep, and we're going to milk Baby Yoda for every single penny that we possibly can. I mean, they still could. Yeah. But, uh, but no, if, you, if it ended here, if it ended at season two and we never got a season three, be like, no, it was a satisfying ending. Mm. 
Yeah, very, very good. Very, I mean, there's just no way you can... It, it's that kind of thing of this is what people wanted from Disney Plus and the numbers have shown it and how popular the show is and and it's just left everybody on a high. And, you know, the, the buzz every week with the spoiler, you know, and, it, and that was, you just can't pull it away from the fact that that was a highlight. Um, so I'm going to also talk now Star Wars The Clone Wars, um, another fantastic series that dropped earlier this year. There was a few odd episodes in the middle that felt a little bit filler, but that finale with Ahsoka and the Bad Batch, and all, so you had the Ahsoka and the Order 50, uh, it just, it just worked. I mean, I remember everyone just being so excited about that finale of Star Wars, the Clone Wars, and and it helped so much set up the um, the Mandalorian. <laughs> there was that too, but it was also a very different tone than the Mandalorian, which I helped yeah. set it helped set it apart. And I'm talking specifically about the four final yeah. episodes, which make up the well, what really made the season great, and those were a much more introspective. Kind of, I mean, they had their action sequences, obviously, mm. but you know, the music was much more sedate. It was much lower key. Mm. There were a lot of moments of just kind of quiet walking from scene to scene. You know, something big is about to happen and it kind of lets it build up to it. Yeah. Whereas Mandalorian was very frequently in your face. Here's some explosions. Here's some fighting. Oh, we haven't been fighting for oh about 10 minutes now. So let's mm. get into another big fight. And Clone Wars was just a great complement to um, Revenge of the Sith. And it worked so well as an ending to the series. And that final scene with Vader walking through the snow and just yeah. like, uh, it was, it was hauntingly also, beautiful. But also it's like, in some way, it was gaining, every time the Mandalorian was dropping an episode, it was, people were going back and watching episodes of the Clone Wars to kind of get hints because the Clone Wars has pretty much been in the trending list since the show came out. I mean, that's what, that's where you look at something like this and go, that show, you know, when you look at that trending list, you can see what people are watching. And that show is still there now, six, eight months after that last season dropped. And people are going back because of The Mandalorian, but it's been constant, a constant thing. And it goes up and down the charts. And Mandalorian was the same when they go up and down and some of the movies would do the same when that's what you would be looking at. Like, you know, it's not necessarily how many people are watching like a movie like safety today. It's how many people are watching it as it goes on. And the Clone Wars has just been one of those, again, a very good highlight. It was a bit of an odd, I think the middle arc was the one which wasn't so good, but the bad batch, I mean, we're going to host spin off for that for 2021. And I'm actually kind of looking forward to that. Um, the middle story wasn't so keen, but yeah, that, that, that final four episodes with Darth Maul and Ahsoka and set that for Order 66. It was just fantastic. I'm kind of curious um, how many people went back and watched the Rebels episode with Sabine giving the Darksaber to Bo-Katan? Yeah. Well, and how many people were in. like, yeah. how many people were like, but Sabine just gave the Darksaber to Bo-Katan, just handed it right over after the final yeah. Mandalorian episode. And it's like, yeah, but we also spent an entire season wondering, wait, Mandalorians aren't supposed to take their helmets off, but we saw yeah. Bo-Katan and all these people, and it's well, coming. Maybe, but I still maybe, would love to maybe, see that maybe Maybe because Bo-Katan knew that she could beat Sabine, and therefore it didn't, it didn't matter where she I, knew she could beat the, the thing, <laughs> The point being, we can expect an explanation will come the way we got an explanation for the helmet yeah. thing. Uh, yeah. But I would still love to see that metric of how many people... Uh, 
of the viewership spike on that particular episode. So what else jumped out to you from 2020's list? Uh, so f- for me, the obvious one, the one that I was super hyped for, The Right Stuff. Uh, Amazing series, a really great show. Um, such, I really enjoyed that show. That was a hot... It's funny because I said to one of the people I was working with the other day, I said because they were just they just got Disney Plus because they got the six month deal with O2 for as a freebie kind of thing. I said I watched the Mandalorian. I said well, I know you don't like Star Wars, but man, said the right stuff. And I said to her, well, "What's it about?" I said, "Oh, it's, a, it's a, about going to space in 1960s." And she went, "Yeah, I'm not going to watch that." I'm like, hmm. uh, it's great. And like mum and dad were like, "Yeah, it's really." And I went, you know, it's like it's a show which in some ways was I feel like. Being on Disney Plus helped Disney Plus go forward, but at the same time, maybe the numbers weren't there watching it because people weren't looking for that kind of content on Disney Plus because it's not set that up in the back. But I, I, such a, I really enjoyed that series. It was, it was a prop. If that had been on any network, Netflix, Amazon, that would have been a show I would have watched. And that's where I kind of put that thing of would I have watched that if it wasn't on Disney Plus? And that would have been a definite yes. I would have seeked that out no matter where that was. Yeah, it was an excellent show. Um, I certainly had some complaints about it. I, I wish they'd done some things differently, but at the end of the day, I really did enjoy every single episode. And for anybody who picked up HBO Max this past weekend to uh, to check out Wonder Woman, the movie, The Right Stuff, is on there, and it is uh, a great complement to the television show. Very little overlap, so highly recommended on that. It is like three and a half hours long, though, so set the time, the time aside. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's well. That was definitely one of the highlights of twenty twenty. Right. Was so so. We've got right stuff. Mandalorian, Clone Wars. What would be next on there for you? Um, just looking here at, at the list. Um, I really enjoyed um, Mulan. Mulan had a bit of an, an, an odd uh, movie because obviously it got released on Premier Access and then it got put onto Disney Plus and they did release it on DVD and other platforms, but it debuted on disney plus now i know a lot of people don't like it and a lot of people have got problems with it but for me personally i watched it and i got to the end of it and me and my wife was like that was great i really enjoyed watching it it had i wasn't connected to mulan i think i've only seen the original mulan once i don't have that connection with that movie at all so in some ways it didn't matter it didn't I didn't I wasn't connecting the songs I didn't you know Mushu and all the rest of it. I didn't because I was looking at this movie on its own and I love you know martial art movies like you know it's Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon House of Flying Daggers Hero so I like the uh, the look of Mulan I like the, the way it was a big epic fight scene and I just really enjoyed it and it was definitely one of my favorite movies of the year and yeah you know it, to me it's actually one of the best live action remakes because it's not a it's not a scene for scene shot. I've, I've watched it twice and I will watch it again probably over Christmas because I I just thought it was, I really enjoyed it. And it's like, you know, and it got, and it got so much hate. And I'm, like, and I'm thinking, what are they seeing something different than I, I've, again, I think the big thing is I'm not going in looking at it as it being the, the animated version. I looked at it as its own. If they called this movie something else and just said, I don't know, any any name and it, they didn't even call it Mulan I would have this would have been something that had I seen the trailer for I would have rented probably anyway um 
the, or uh, April, it ha- just had something about it that I was really intrigued about, and I really enjoyed it. And I, I definitely put it as one of my favorite movies of the year. Yeah, so I, I watched it after it came on uh, to regular access. I didn't pay the $30, and I'm very thankful that I didn't. I don't fall into the, the hater group, mm-hmm. the one you're talking about. And I, I very much can split it from the, the animated movie. Um, the lack of Mushu, the lack of Cricket. I know they turned him into a human, which was a little bit weird. But um, the lack of the songs or whatever, it, it really does make it feel like it's not the same movie. So I can judge it on its own merits. Yeah, And I guess... For me, it really was, I just didn't like Mulan, the character. She was a completely un- uninteresting, zero personality character. I thought the witch, you know, the bad guy witch character was far more interesting than Mulan was in yeah. just about every sense. Like she had an interesting arc. Uh, she was there with the Mongols or, or whatever the, their group was. And you can tell that she's like the most powerful one there, yeah. but nobody gives her any respect because yeah. she's a woman. Whereas she wants yeah and and she just wanted some respect and Mm. that was a that alone was more interesting than anything with mulan where it's just like i'm super powerful but i have to pretend to be a man why because just yeah yeah yeah, it was for me it was a definite highlight um and i really enjoyed it and i i have got no regrets about paying my 20 pound to watch it um it's one of those movies of going you know you know this whole thing with premier access we're going to see a lot of it i think in 2021 um, and you've got to pl- play each one as when you, how you like it. Um, for example, you know, I think Wonder Woman is going to be coming out as a premium rental over here in a, in a couple of weeks time. And I think I'll do it because it'll be like, I actually want to watch something new and exciting. <laughs> so, um, but like witches was the same thing. It's like, nah, I didn't, I didn't pay. For, I just like, no, 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 I'll wait for that one. And everyone's going to have the different ones. And I do not under any circumstances, if someone says to me, you know, like you were like going, I don't want, it's not worth the $30. I'm going to wait for me. I was like, fine, good. Just that's, you've got the date, you know, when it's coming, you you've made it, you've, you've been informed by Disney of what time it's coming and you, you've made the choice and you want to wait. Fine. If, you know, and people that were buying it and people you know, like, were like being mocked for buying it. It's like, and then go, who like, no, that's that. It was that it was dead. It's, it's, it was a decision that any, anyone can make. It's like going to the cinema. You could have gone to cinema to see it, or you could not. That was your choice if you want to go see it. And I think premium rentals and stuff are the same way. If you do not want to do it, don't do it. You know, if it's too... And yeah, I think 30, you know, £20, $30, depending on wherever you are. It depends on the movie. I'm not going to wouldn't pay £20 to watch every single movie that came out. You know, if they released the Crudes, I wouldn't buy it. I would have been, nah, I don't want to watch it, I'll wait. But if they released you know, Black, Black, Black Widow. Widow, I think it would be a massive, it's like, it's like when, and everyone go, oh, well, I would do it for Black Widow. It's like, well, no, 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 you, you, you're either against the system or you, or you just don't like the movie. That's, that's a different thing. Um, but yeah, I do think Mulan got a lot of, I mean, there's so much, the fact that essentially in the US, they didn't even promote Mulan coming to Disney Plus. That was how bad the reaction to that movie had become. Because and they didn't even promote over here. We had it was on television, it was on buses, it was on flyers. You know, they were heavily on Disney.co.uk. US didn't even mention it. That was how they got to that point where it was just, uh, as far as they were concerned, something they couldn't even promote. Yeah, there was, 
there was some controversy yes around it there was a lot of controversy about and it it's not exclusive to the premium access no either but we're we're not going to go into that we're not going to go into that one uh, yeah. So what else kind of stood out for me for 2020? Um, I'm going to go ahead and throw on uh, something a little different here. We're going to talk prop culture, uh, yes. which was one of my favorites of uh, the year. But as I mentioned earlier in this episode, I I love behind the scenes stuff. And in particular, I love the actual tangible things. Mm-hmm. Like I used to, to really enjoy going on, um, say, the great movie ride at... Yeah. at um, Hollywood studios and the, the backlot tour. Uh, and it, I know a lot of people are like that. Those were the most boring rides in the park, but it's like, I love seeing that stuff. And when I went out to um, universal on in California yeah. last year, I was like, I got to do the backlot tour there and see all the cool stuff they have. Yeah. Back I must, there, I, yeah the one at universal was just like, because that was, that was, that was real. You know, I, I still like, you know, we that was an watch- actual backlot. We were watching the Grinch the other day and I'm going, Remember seeing all that? You know that that I'm I'm in the same boat with that kind of thing. I, the only time I've ever done one of those back backlot uh, rides and been disappointed was the one at at um, Paris Paris Disneyland. Oh, yeah. The one there is <laughs> Rain of Fire. Oh, Rain of Fire is like, but we didn't film any of this here. None of this was. <laughs> I think it was Rain of Fire, and then some random like when the Earth got destroyed movie from like 2000. Another dinosaur movie yeah. it was like I. This was really a waste of time. But the ones at Universal, uh, the ones at, at Hollywood Studios, which isn't there anymore, unfortunately, uh, I love them. I, I I will always do those rides. And and prop culture is literally just a documentary where it's like, here is this really cool thing. This we've got the ship from Pirates of the Caribbean right here. I'm just like, yes. I, I ended up watching the entire series. It was great. Yeah, it, for me, it also it was one of those shows where the love and attention for it, the 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 detail that they went into, the people they got involved in it, but also you know Dan as the presenter, he had so much love, and it came through. You know, his he wasn't just a presenter that was just you know he was a, he was his own personal collector. He loved this stuff and he understood it, and that came through you know they could have put a different present if they just picked a random generic presenter and just chuffed them in there it would have been a very different series but that made it you know prop culture was made i think with with the love of of him and it was just very well made i'm really hoping we get some more of this because it's it feels like i mean with the disney archive it just feels like a like such an easy series yeah well this is what i was talking about last week with say on point which isn't a, a series i normally wouldn't care about but it you you can see the passion that these people have for their sport. And it's the same with him uh, with the props. And when you have a show with someone genuinely interested in what they're talking about and you can tell it makes the show that much better. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely a highlight. Um, Shifting over from there. I'm going to give a shout out to safety and clouds. I'm going to kind of throw them in together of two movies. I never expected I was going to like, and I thought they were very emotional trips, very, really enjoyable proper movies you know both of which just had something about them that i i mean just i really enjoyed those two movies they they definitely kind of ended the year of kind of going you know when you look at the library of movies and go i remember i'm looking at these two going yeah those two stood out those were ones i hadn't expected and they went exceeded my expectations they went higher and 
that's what you like. You know, when you go into watch something like, you know, it's like, oh, I've got to, you know, because sometimes it's like, you know, like a movie like Safety, I was not interested in. I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to watch this movie. Okay, let's watch it. And we kind of got to the end of it and went, oh, really good. <laughs> and, and they are, both of them are a good answer to that complaint that we had at the beginning of the year where, yeah. you know, uh, they, they got rid of Love, uh, Love Simon. And yeah, yeah, Love Victor. Love Victor, sorry. Uh, there was a show with Simon. Love there, Simon right? was the movie. Uh, that's, okay, right. Uh, I knew I was mixing it up somewhere. But these got kicked off of mm. Disney Plus or were never going to be mm. part of it in the first place. And these, these two that we ended up getting, Clouds and Safety and, and Black Beauty to a certain extent, yeah. were the much more mature uh, stories that we've been looking for. Now, that, that didn't mean they were violent there's no nudity there's nothing like that into it but they tell a much more mature story uh that they, they don't uh, uh what's the word i'm looking for they well, don't I tone it down a lot the know, thing the, is it's, it's it's aimed i would say at te- i wouldn't say necessarily at teenagers it's that kind of thing of like they they didn't go into it's not it's not mature but they've gone for the fact that you know we're expecting people to watch it with a little bit of you know this is not for kids it's not a, it's not the kids are going to you know, I mean, you know, for clouds to be, you know, it's about a kid that dies from cancer. You know, this is not, you know, this is not super fluffy and full of magic and all the rest of it. It's just an uplifting tale of real life. And yeah, I, yeah, those, it's kind of funny because, you know, we think of all these, the trouble is with 2020 is we didn't really get the big blockbusters. We did, so in some way, these kind of little movies became blockbusters because they were like, you know, when I look back at like all the movies I've seen over the years or over this last year, there was a lot of movies like this, which on the normal circumstances, I've been sat there going, the Jungle Cruise was great. And, you know, this, you know, this, you know, Black Widow and Eternals. And, you know, that's what we would have been talking about. But with them all out of the way, suddenly something like Safety in Clouds kind of has a little bit more like, well, no, out of the, the 10 movies I've seen this year, these stood out. Whereas on, like I said, the, the big blockbusters probably would have overtaken them. Yeah. And they they really did kind of, get us to the end you know mm. they, they they brought us home and we're like okay we're ending on a high note between these and the mandalorian and the last a couple three, other things the last the last three months on disney plus i've had some fantastic programming yeah I mean, uh, why don't why don't we bring one up we already talked about this one earlier uh soul soul yeah. was a, a great way to end the year i mean again this soul was just such a such well again this is the difference and this has been that thing of disney plus this year of with having things like artemis Fowl, the one and only ivan oh, for land and um soul you know you've had some movies drop onto disney plus which would never have been on disney plus they they took a punt on them and go right we need to do something with these movies soul is a movie that would have gone you know it was supposed to go to cinemas in june they got delayed and delayed and then they pushed it to Disney. And it's like, it's such a great movie. And it was, it, it's kind of, sh- and I'm really hoping the viewership and the subscriber levels show Disney to go. And this is maybe, because you know, I think, you know, with ones like Luca and things coming up of like, where is this all going to land? You know, how is this all going to work out with Raya coming up in March with being Disney plus premier access and cinema, you know, is that, are they going to try that thing again? Soul is a definite highlight of, again, if you were looking at like the best animated movie of 2020, there is little doubt that that is up there. And 
it's just a very, I mean, it, I, I can't say how that one's not probably going to win an Oscar because, I mean, it's up against the, what, the Croods and the the, 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 the Trolls. Know, the, the Trolls. <laughs> so there's not really, a, oh, and um, yeah, that's about, you know, there's just hardly been, I mean, there's hardly been anything out, but Soul is a definite high quality movie and I really enjoyed that one. I think its biggest contender will actually be Onwards which is the other Pixar movie of the year. And uh, I'm saying yeah. that uh, as a relative thing. Well, yeah, because yeah, it's kind of, I mean, On was a bit of an odd one because over here it didn't arrive till like July because they kept it in the cinemas even though they were shut. And I think it was due with the Sky contract, um, which I think ends like next week. So I think we're, you know, all, all the Sky channels and stuff would, will be shutting down the Disney channel. So I think that was why there was, because we didn't get Frozen 2 straight away either. There was, I think there has been some contract issues. So I'm a little bit of an odd one because essentially it was in cinemas for a week and then it came to Disney Plus. It'd be kind of, it's a, in most people's eyes, it probably is a Disney Plus original through like people would look at it. It's like, oh yeah, that was, you know, no one went to see it at the cinema because it was there. It wasn't there. But I, I still, onward, it's like, I still look at it and go, yeah. Soul was, was much better at it. I enjoyed so- Onward, but it's I don't I haven't gone back to it. It didn't. It was a, a real kind of movie. That I think I got lost at the shuffle. It, it yeah, it's the it's one of the true casualties of of uh, yeah. this year uh, in terms of movies. Anyway, we're just like it's the one that's always going to have a little asterisk next to it uh, yeah. in the Pixar. It's like, the, the box office is like, you know, this much, this much, and this one. <laughs> it's like, why is it the worst? Well, it's not his fault. It wasn't, it was like, yeah, it's, it's there. Um, anyone else kind of stood out to you from 2020? Uh, let's see real fast. I'd, I'd give a shout out to Rogue Trip, uh, the National Geographic's uh, documentary. That was a pretty good one. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the thing is I love travel documentaries. I mean I'm I'm someone that has spent much of their life roaming the earth. Um and I enjoyed the where they were doing it and I like the I just wasn't so keen on the present on the on the fact on the guys doing it. Um it was and it was a bit too much focus on their relationship and it's like and I don't know, it it was one of those things that didn't quite hit where I wanted it to. And I love these kind of documentaries. But the, it was this was down to presenters and not necessarily how they filmed it. Um, again, not really knowing who they were. I mean, normally that wouldn't be a thing, but they kind of pushed on that a lot. The expectations that you knew, and again, is it? This is where Disney sometimes loses the the idea of internationally these people aren't known the same way, and you know, a, a news presenter in the US is not going to be known over here. It doesn't have a massive impact, but you know, you still got Australia, and you know, you it's like me if I just took a random TV presenter off of off the BBC News and put him in front of a US audience, and oh, this is his story, you'd be like, well, who? I've never heard of him. You know, that was the way you got to, you know, to, to look at it. To be fair, I've never heard of these guys either. Yeah, <laughs> but I, um, I, 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 just something, something about the, about them didn't quite connect with me the same way as I was hoping. I will admit that they, I wasn't particularly interested in their story uh, at all. But the, the places they visited, oh, the, yeah. the things they saw were fantastic. So I was willing to overlook the awkwardness. Yeah. I was like, we're going to have a father-son moment. I'm like, okay, great. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to stare at, the, at this yeah. Redwoods. Yeah, so I think that was why that, that series was kind of like in the middle ground for me. Because it's like, yeah, I enjoyed bits of it and I didn't enjoy other bits. So that was um, one. 
Um, I kind of was the same a bit about the Dis- magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom. It was a bit of um, it was it was good, but at the same time, it, a little bit too fluffy. We needed a little bit more um, zing to it. There was it was missing. It needed a bit of, I would say, a bit of tension, a bit of drama. It was a bit too, um, too safe, and I think they were playing way too safe with the Disney it being a Disney park. So they did a lot of uh, Disney documentaries, which mm. definitely played it safe. And I think what they need to do moving forward is kind of aim the audience upwards a little bit, because uh, Josh Gad being the, the wrong, it was right. wrong for it. Um, the magic of the magic kingdom of the magic animals within the magic kingdom or whatever the hell it was yeah. called. Heck it was called. Uh, it, I know, yeah. Magic and animal kingdom all in the same word. You just, you want to say magic kingdom. You just get one of those. The magic and magic kingdom. No, no, no. no it's not it, in any event, it, it definitely skewed very young. And I think kids are going to enjoy it because it's got the animals and you get to learn about the animals. You get to see them up close and stuff like that. Um, yeah, they had that. They had the chimps. Uh, meet the chimps with. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, that was Jane. Jane, what's her last name? Uh, oh yeah, the one uh, Lynch. Lynch, right? Yes, yeah. Jane Lynch from um, from Glee and also from Wreck It Ralph. And it, again, it skewed young. And with that target demographic, I think it was perfectly fine. I think it it hit what it was going for. But we, I just, just like them to go maybe secrets of the zoo level, just to take it up and just to that, not. And that's what I was getting at. They, yeah. they, they need to, to put it up a little bit. Let let National Geographic's continue to to have their thing. They can have the rogue trips. Yeah. They can have the stuff that's aimed very definitely adults. Uh, but Disney needs to understand that these documentaries that are aimed at kids also need to have content that the parents aren't going to be just completely bored with. Now I enjoyed them. I I put yeah. them middle ground. But I also agree. I I would like to have a little bit more, a uh, little older, a little bit more factual too. Because these are definitely, hey, look at the giraffe. Here we're yeah. going to change the the giraffe shoe. Oh, the giraffe doesn't want to put his feet on there because he's a little skittish. I uh, you know let, yeah. let's get some giraffe facts well, the, in there as well. The thing is, is like Secret of the Zoo is a very. I mean, they've they've exported it to so many different move, um, zoos over the years, and. That's kind of where you want this to go. It just needs, you know, I don't, it, it, it's got potential. I mean, that could be a really potential good series, I think, for them to carry on with. But they're very much, someone sat somewhere for we need to protect the park. We protect the park at all costs. And therefore, it doesn't, there's a little bit of um, protection going over, like not letting anything seem bad. You know, no animal can suffer. I was like, well, there's, you know, if it gets a disease and it dies or something, you know, you can show it. it you know, that's what happens in a zoo, you know. And yeah, I think they were a little bit skittish of like not going into anything slightly bad. Um, I know they, they have to be careful with that, though. Of course, if an animal gets sick uh, in a zoo, you can just say, well, it, it happens. Animals mm-hmm. get sick just like people do. But being that the animal is under their care, they also have to be able to yeah. to say like, it didn't get sick because uh, we forgot to change the water for a week or, or something yeah. like that. They, they have to make sure that 100% they did everything they could to make sure that the animals were in a healthy environment. And this was just, Hey, it caught a cold. Uh, these well, things happen. The thing is, is I think the problem is I think like the Imagineering story from last year set that tone where they were able to kind of, dive into some of the failures and 
and not super gloss it. Um, and I think that was maybe where we, we were hoping for something a bit more like that. It didn't quite hit there. Um, just looking here at a few other things here that kind of stood out. I really enjoyed the fact that we had things like uh, the celebration of Coco, Black is King and Folklore and Hamilton. You know, a bit of music, a bit of something in there a bit different. Um, I did enjoy the Folklore Taylor Swift one. Found Black is King was it's absolutely visually stunning and I like some of the songs on it. Coco, I really loved, but I wish they'd just shown us the whole concert rather than trying to dash it into bits. Um, especially having watched Coco again yesterday on Christmas Day, it would have been quite nice to have just done let them show the whole presentation rather than... That was my it, one issue with the Coco one. Yeah, it felt a little disjointed because they would sing a song and then we would cut to some people talking and then they would yeah. sing a song and cut to some people talking. It really would have been better if they had just done the concert, but it also came out right at the beginning of all this. And I think they were still kind of holding out hope that, you know, we'll get people back in the parks. We'll get people back uh, into, to watching the shows the way we want them to watch it. IE, you give us a lot of money. Uh, And it wasn't until later when they're like, the things are not normal. Uh, Here's Hamilton and here's Taylor Swift. And, you know, yeah i mean taylor swift is a kind of the thing of this like apart i mean the whole project she did was about it being a because i mean she ended up releasing another second album because you know she found herself in that zone of being stuck at home and being creative you know something like folklore was just essentially them let's send them up to a a a, a cabin we put a load of cameras in and film them you know, and something so simple, but it worked in, I mean, it was like, I mean, I'll be honest, we were watching TV yesterday and I'm there going, okay, it's a bit of clip show. And then, you know, there was a multiple, multiple game shows with guests being socially distanced. And it was like, I said, there's not really a lot of drama. I said, because you can see that they've had to just fill in where it's, you know, sort of like call the midwife suddenly half the scenes they've got masks on like well they've never wore them in any of the other episodes um but you can see like the the effect covid had had on the christmas schedule yesterday was because you know all these game shows of everyone being spaced out was because they just had to fill they couldn't put their normal stuff on because they needed just to fill it in and i'm sure we're going to see more of it um but i think 2021 with the Marvel shows throughout the year are really going to change our expectations because we're not going to have that drought. I mean, between like now, it's hard to believe like we went from the Mandalorian ending at Christmas last year to October before we got a a brand new drama series. We've got WandaVision dropping in three weeks, two weeks, and then we've got Falcon and Loki and we've got um, maybe someone else dropping before the Mandalorian or Boba Fett returns. You know, we've got so much more coming in and I think that's going to be a big thing. And that's where the 2020 lineup, we kind of have like the first three to four months where it was all a bit too safe and then COVID hit and then they're like, we just need as much stuff on here as possible and we're going to just start changing how we're doing it. And then the end of I mean, the the last four months of 2020 have just been good stuff dropping weekly. And, you know, it's almost like, it does feel like we've had three different zones of of Disney Plus this year. Yeah, and it's also kind of why our two lists, both our worst and our best lists, are so similar. There's not much to pick from this year. I expect next year our list will actually look 
fairly different where some of the things will appeal to me more than they appeal to mm-hmm. you and vice versa. And uh, something that may flop terribly with me, you end up loving. And, mm-hmm. and so this year it's like, what's on your list? Oh yeah. That's on my list too. Oh yeah. That's also on my list. Yeah. You know, and maybe there's like two or three small differences in yeah. there. I'm, I'm expecting next year will be different in that regard. Well, on next week's podcast, we're going to be looking ahead to 2021 and we're going to be kind of rolling for everything that's going to be coming out. Um, I'm working on some um, some lists to be going up now between the Christmas and New Year period. So we're going to be running through on next week's show all the what we're looking forward to, what's coming, and that's going to be the, the focus of next week's show. So there we go. That is the best and worst of 2020. Let us know in the comments below what you love, but also let us know what you don't like because we know you've you got to be, you know, cover both sides of the art thing again a huge thank you to all of our patrons and youtube members for all of their support again a huge thank you to sarah for all of her support at the executive producer level and just want to say a big thank you as well for james for joining me um all year we'll be back next week with another episode and we shall see you guys soon happy new year everyone stay safe happy new year <laughs>